Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the show. We are Enterprise Life Radio, where we are talking about everyday people doing extraordinarily amazing things. We're bringing you topics on family, fun and funds, entrepreneurship, parenthood, as well as um, enterprise. We are so happy that you all were able to join us this evening. Our guest should be joining us shortly, and we will be talking about the best skill you can have, the absolute best skill that you can have in business that you can apply to your everyday life. Now, I am so glad that you all were able to join us today, and I do hope that you all will be able to receive something special just for you that you'll be able to apply in your everyday life as well as your business. Um, We're looking forward to uh, you joining us, so make sure that you take note of the number. You can call us and join in the discussion. Our telephone number for your guest call in is 646-668-2725. Once again, that's 646-668-2725. We are looking forward to you all joining in with us today. And so thank you, thank you, thank you once again for joining us. Just give us a few seconds. We're actually getting everything up and running and on the air. And we should have a caller calling in very shortly. Our guest speaker will be none other than Michelle Powell. Michelle Powell of Professional Manor. And even with this going live right now, this is a brand new experience for me, so please uh, do apologize for this. But we're getting up and running. And about to get started. So thank you so much for bearing with us while we had that technical difficulty. So we have Michelle Powell joining us. Of Professional Manner. She's the CEO of Professional Manner. So we welcome her to the show. Thank you, Kenyatta. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And so Michelle is a phenomenal woman. She has started her business from the ground up, and she has done a phenomenal job. And um, what she's going to do today is talk to us about the best skill that you can have in business that you can apply to your everyday life. And so just brief information on Michelle. Uh, Michelle started out as an etiquette consultant and a past, she's a passionate educ a passionate advocate for civility in the workplace. She left her corporate job in Washington DC with thirteen years of experience in administration and management. And she began her new career as a public speaker and etiquette consultant in 2002. And so welcome, welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being on the show. I am just elated that you were able to come and share this information with us. And so without further ado, let's just talk about what that best skill is to have in business that you can apply to everyday life. Well, thank you again for having me, and I can answer that very quickly, and then we can delve into it. 
In a short answer, one word, I would say the answer is etiquette. The best skill that you can absolutely have in life, really, is etiquette. That is a combination of knowing what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Um, So that affects us in every area of our lives. I do focus primarily on business, but as you will see as the conversation unfolds, these are skills that you should have uh, with every interaction in your life. Wow, that is great. I really appreciate that. And so as we're talking about etiquette, I know etiquette for me has been um, somewhat of a sore topic, a little sore spot, a challenge for me. So (laughs) um, just tell me a little bit more, as well as for the rest of our listeners, uh, a little bit more about what etiquette entails. What? Just break it down for us what etiquette is. Okay, absolutely. Well, I know that most people, when they hear the word etiquette, the first thing that comes to mind is table manners or which fork to use. That is just a very small portion of what etiquette covers. Uh, A broader definition of etiquette is having uh, the proper um, manners for any given situation. Uh, That means that you know when you step into a certain environment what is expected of you as far as your proper form your behavior, your speaking, uh, engaging others. It has to do with meeting and greeting folks. It has to do with all forms of communication, including our technology-savvy generation that we have now. There's so many faux pas that go on there. (laughs) And I'm sure all of us have been annoyed with the lack of cell phone etiquette that some people have. So that's another area. Um, Yes, it does cover dining skills, but it also has to do with Uh, being a gracious guest or a host uh, for different occasions. And it also covers how you present yourself. And I think that in all the subjects that are related to etiquette, that your personal presence is the most important thing to get right off the bat. Wow, personal presence. I know especially with people that are... um, working towards re-entering the workforce or transitioning right. to a new position or just doing basic networking in order to see exactly what opportunities are out there. Personal presence is a serious, serious thing. Tell us a little bit more about personal, pres- uh, personal presence and how that plays in especially uh, the work environment as far as, you know, work is related, having a new job transition, things of that nature. Absolutely. Well, the important thing to remember about personal presence, and I can tell you in a nutshell what it covers. Basically, personal presence is the way that you walk, talk, dress, eat, and act. Wow. So if I were to break those down further, I would say it's basically how you connect with other people because we're always looking to um, make impressions on another person. And when you walk into a room, you make an impression instantly. And what happens is the other person that is receiving you into their space makes certain judgments about you, not consciously and and not in a rude way, but we just automatically try to figure out how can I relate to this person that's in front of me. So that first impression brings out whether they feel that you are confident, if you're competent, if you're attractive, if you're intelligent, all these sorts of things come into the, the first few seconds that they see you. 
So personal presence is really important, especially if you're trying to make your way back into uh, the workforce and you're out uh, networking, for example. You want to make sure that when you walk into a room, people are instantly attracted to you. They're curious. They want to come and speak to you. And the way that you can do that is by, one, understanding what goes into proper form. And by that I mean the way that you literally walk into a room. Are you standing tall? Is your posture straight? Are you looking confident because your shoulders are back and your head is up rather than slumped over and looking at the floor and hoping to almost be invisible? You know, some people have that kind of stance like, I'm really nervous to be here. And for other people, that may say to them, don't come talk to me or you're not interesting enough that I should. So that's why the way that you stand and the way that you walk has something to say that says, I'm inviting, I'm engaging, come and talk with me, learn more. So that's your walk. Your talk is in the way that you present yourself through speech. It's how you introduce yourself. It's the word choice that you use. So having a good vocabulary is also helpful. And I don't mean to... to expound on some large uh, words that people start looking at you strange like, okay, are you writing something formal or are you speaking to me in regular conversation? So it's not about showing off, so to speak, but having a language that's appropriate to your audience. That's what's really important. And then the dress is pretty much what you're wearing. Now, without going into what makes the well-dressed man or woman. I will say, in general terms, what makes you presentable is when you wear clothes that make you feel comfortable, that are appropriate for that given environment, and clothes that fit you well. Now, I will say this. For us ladies, we are always tempted to wear clothes that are not our size. We wear the size we want to be rather than what we are, And sometimes that doesn't come off too well. You can tell that the clothes are too tight or they're too loose. So, for example, if you're a size 12 but you'd like to be a size 8, what's really going to make you more presentable is wearing that size 12. Because, first of all, it's going to fit you right. You're going to feel more comfortable because it's not pulling. You're not pulling and tugging to make sure things stay straight, you know, the lines that go down the front of your pants or not sideways or pulling and tugging, those sorts of things make you feel nervous and self-conscious. So if you're wearing clothes that fit you properly, then that's not a distraction for you. You can focus on other things. And then um, where are we? Walk, talk, dress, eat, and act. I'll say briefly the way that you eat. We should all have basic table manners. Uh, But there's more that goes into it, and we can talk about this if you want to pull out some more questions from there. But basically what I I mean by the way that you eat is how you engage people while you're dining. It's not just, oh, make sure that you chew with your mouth closed, but are you pacing yourself with other people? Are you eating too fast and making other other people feel rushed? Or are you eating before others have their food? which is somewhat rude because you're not paying attention to everyone else's comfort, those sorts of things. And then the way that you act. It's your overall behavior. Now, I would say in the workplace, that's where a lot of faux pas happen, and we can talk about that as well. But the way that you behave uh, really sets the stage for the type of relationship you're going to have with someone. So that's 
personal presence. Wow. You gave us quite a bit to talk about and to think about. Now, when you were speaking at the beginning, you know I'm heading towards the eat topic, right? But anyway, okay. we'll start with first. When you were talking about that first initial impression, and there's a thing about first impression is your best impression. You want to make it your best impression. And I've right. heard a lot of people say, well, fake it till you make it, or don't fake it till you make it, just be real. But at the end of mm-hmm. the day, which is better? Is it best to just wow? Be that's a great question. Or is it best if you know that you want to give the best impression to go on ahead and fake it until you can be that one hundred percent within that crowd or within those you know that group of people? Well, there. That's a very good question, and I've been asked this before, and. Over time, since I've been doing this for the last, I don't know, 13, 14 years now, my answer has changed because of experience that I've had. And I would say that practice makes perfect. And so that that is my way of answering fake it till you make it is the better choice. Because what happens is when you fake something like acting, you after a time when when an actor studies um, a script, he becomes familiar with that character and he starts to take on what he believes that character would be, how they behave, how they talk, how they walk, all those things, and they become that character. They're faking becoming that person until they actually are. And then you find that actors often stay in character. You've heard that before because they don't want to break that. They want to make sure that they're true to form to that person they're trying to present. And so when we do that in real life, when we practice the way that we want to be or the way that we should present ourselves, we do that in helping ourselves to become that new character, that new person. So if you know that you should stand tall, but you're more comfortable slouching over because it's just your bad habit, it's important to know the right way to do it and to practice that until it becomes comfortable. So all the things that we learn are the rules of etiquette. They may not feel comfortable at first because they're new, but when you practice them, then you become more comfortable and then it becomes a part of you. So my answer, again, is fake it till you make it. It's probably the better choice. Okay. But practice until it becomes real. Absolutely. I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, on to the dress. Because we live in a society right now where body parts hanging everywhere and and <laughs> and exposures are right. and, and then for for largely the youth arena, you know, extra bagginess, you know, in particular right. with young men, um, leading to that 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 basically says something about. Mm-hmm. Right, so yes. depending on how you wear your clothes, you're literally telling people about you. Yes. Then at that point, right? Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. You're telling just, people how you feel about yourself and how they should treat you. Wow. Okay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stop right there. Just going ahead down <laughs> that road. Take it on down the road there. Okay. What All right. Do so you want to? Yes, ma'am. Talk about it. 
Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, let me say this first. It is very hard to combat uh, fashion trends and fads that happen because they're constantly and consistently in your face. And even though uh, when something new is introduced to you, you may not like it at first, after a while when you see it often, you become somewhat desensitized and you start to accept it and you may even start to take part. This is what happens in, in several areas of our lives, if you will, but especially when it comes to fashion. So you have to know from the beginning, what do I want to represent? You have to take it in, in this way. Like a company decides before they put the first uh, postcards out in the mail, before they put up the first sign, before they put out a commercial, they decide what do we want our brand to be? How do do we want to represent ourselves? And how do we express that to our desired audience? So we have to look at ourselves as a personal brand. And you have to think, how do I want people to consistently see me? What message do I want to give to them in the way that I present myself? So in your dress, you have to ask the same thing. Do I want to be taken seriously? Do I want to be considered a smart, competent, intelligent person? Do I want to seem um, interested in others? You know, sometimes we tend to put on so much that we are the center of attention and not in a good way. So you have to think about those kinds of things as well. Now, what I would say about the too baggy or the too tight or too revealing is this. When you think about your long-term goals, where do you see yourself and how do you see yourself looking? Mm-hmm. That's where you should place yourself today. So if you want to, for example, and I'll stay in the business arena for a minute, if you want to uh, go up the corporate ladder, as we say, what does that look like? What does the person at the top look like? How do they dress? How do they carry themselves? Is that woman who is the CEO of a company who's worked all her life under uh, other men, and she has worked her way up to now becoming the CEO of this company, how does she dress? Is she dressing very revealing or is she suited up like the men are? Still a woman, still attractive, but she's pre- presentable and not distracting in her dress. Those are the kinds of questions that you have to ask. And the same thing for our young men. It's easy for them now when they're in high school or in college to have the baggy clothes and not think about that. But when they go into the workplace, they have to suit up in most cases or at least pull their pants up. So mm-hmm. if that, if the career that you're choosing to go into after college looks like this, you should be dressing like that now. You know, I really appreciate you saying that. I was just thinking about that because we're both mothers in this arena. Right. We both are, are building businesses, and um, our most important goal is to set the right example for our children. And with my son, if I see even the slightest hint of saggage, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? You know, fix that, you know? And right. it's because I know at the end of the day, even when I'm out and about and I see young men or young ladies in, in you know, just in everyday walk of life as I'm going about my business, 
if I see them properly dressed, meaning there's no sagging anything, they've got a nice shirt and call, you know, a shirt and tie on for the young men, or the women are actually dressed, or the young ladies are actually dressed nicely and neatly. They don't have, you know, everything going on at once. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. kind of everything fall out or clothes tattered and torn. Right. I will literally say, "Wow, they look like such nice people," um, mm-hmm. and they look very because that basically, when they start, and I love it when schools have uniforms. That's another topic, too, school uniforms. Uh-huh. I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. It helps them to prepare mm-hmm. their minds for the workforce. It helps Absolutely. them prepare their minds so that they can start seeing this is more of an acceptable um, practice for you. Of course, when you get home, you can dress how you want. But when it comes to what are your goals and your aspirations, and I really appreciate you talking about that because it is about goals and aspirations. It's about seeing yourself in the future, where you want to be, and most importantly, who you're going to have in your circle. That's right. And, And you know, something – that's right. Something else I didn't mention but is really important here, um, especially about dress, is that part of the first impression is that people are trying to decide if you're trustworthy, if they can feel safe around you and with you, and if they can trust you with things and information. So that goes into the way you dress and the way you present yourself. So, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times when we think about guys in baggy pants, there's an image that comes to our minds instantly. We think, uh-oh, troublemakers, you know. And our kids, and I, and my son now is 18, so, you know, he's he's in that awkward age now of not quite a kid, but not quite the adult, you know. And so for him, it is especially important that he presents himself a certain way so that he doesn't become a target, if you will, um, for certain things. And so, right, you know, so we have to be careful. I'm sorry, say that again? I was saying, have you had to have that conversation with him, and how did he take it? Oh, most definitely. I started having that conversation with him very young. Um, So he has had that kind of knowledge and understanding for some time now. And I've pointed out, you know, when we've been out in the community different times, I'll say, let's, you know, we play a little game with it. What's your first impression of this person that walks by? What do you think? What kind of job do they have? Where do they live? Where do they work? What do they do? What kind of family situation? You know, and it's not that we're passing judgment and, ooh, looking down at folks, but helping him to understand this is what happens every day. Unconsciously, people are drawing conclusions about you. What do you want them to see when you walk by? Wow. Wow. So, yeah, and I've had to do the same with my daughter. I have one of each, so I'm getting lots of practice here. (laughs) (laughs) And your children have grown up to be beautiful, beautiful children. And uh, I appreciate the example that you have set with them. Most of you all might not know, but Michelle um, also runs classes for youth where she teaches them etiquette and gives them etiquette trainings and things like that. And I was able to be a part of uh, just witnessing one of the programs that she had, and she actually put on a a small um, show where the students were able, the students for the class were able to demonstrate 
in show form some of the etiquette they, that they had learned in the class, and I was blown away by your presentation. The children, they did a phenomenal job. You did a wonderful job working with them. Um, Thank you. So there's just so many wonderful things that can come out of just having that opportunity to be engulfed or to be trained or to be re-educated about what etiquette looks like, what it feels like, and that it's not anything that um, is overly, I guess, overbearing, but it's something that right. actually is welcoming, and after we've learned it, it becomes a, a, a beautiful part of our character. Absolutely. And you know what I really love about teaching the kids is to see their confidence just bloom. It is fantastic. That really excites me because when they learn that what they're doing is right and it looks good and it feels good and how people treat them in response to that, oh, my goodness, that's just gold and it's invaluable. And and I've seen some of the kids over the years that I've worked with just grow into this person that's just phenomenal and it's so exciting to see that and for them to know that they're doing the right thing because for kids especially teenagers they're already in this awkward place where they're trying to figure themselves out and who they are in the world and when you give them something like this it just it, it does wonders for them so I'm always excited to work with kids I mean I work a lot with adults but truly my passion and my love and my heart is with the kids because they just soak it up, and when they get it, they really get it. Mm, mm, mm. It's prevention. Exactly. Yes, it is. They're able to really come into their teens. I guess it helps them basically to cross that bridge of adolescence, cross that bridge over to adulthood, because it is a very rickety, very scary bridge. Right. Right. Um. Let's talk some more about personal presence in the area of, let's go to the workplace. Okay. Um, fraternizing in the workplace. Oh, my. Personal presence and fraternizing in the workplace. How do those two go hand in hand and, and just just touch, touch, touch on that topic for us? Okay. I will touch gingerly on that topic. <laughs> But uh, because we have a few minutes, Um, what I will say is this. Let me start with picking on us ladies because I I think I know us a little better because I am one. At least I hope I figured out a few things. One of the things that we have to be careful about is uh, giving invitations. What I mean by that is the way that we dress, the way that we walk, the way that we talk, the way that we act in front of men in the workplace. We struggle so much to have equality in the workplace, to be treated the same and so on. But yet there are times when we step back into that feminine, uh, flirtatious, oh, I don't know what to call it, that woman who is somewhat seductive. Um, We do it sometimes unintentionally just because we like the attention. And so we have to be careful as women that, for example, in uh, a meeting that we don't toss our hair or tuck it behind our ears or 
tilt our head to the side like we do as mothers when we're talking to our children. Those kinds of things are reminders in the workplace that there is a difference between us men and women. When we cross our legs when wearing a skirt that may be too short, um, these kinds of things create invitation, whether we realize it or not. So we have to be careful. And then further than that is the way that we engage in conversation, you know, that small talk in the workplace. Wow. Um, There have been times when I have been in front of an audience um, in a corporate group where I have seen from the body language uh, who's dating. I can tell as an outsider, you can believe that your coworkers know it's not such a secret. The problem with, yeah, and the problem with fraternizing in the workplace is what happens when it goes sour? Who's going to leave the job? Neither one of you wants to leave your job, so now what? It becomes awkward and strange in the workplace, and it's already difficult enough in your private life should you go through a divorce, for example, when friends start oh deciding between the two of you. Now you're taking it in, into I, the workplace, and you've, got, hit, you've got coworkers I doing think that. I hit the hot we have got 30 yeah. seconds left. You're going to have to come back and finish this discussion with us so we can talk more about fraternizing in the workplace and proper proper workplace procedures, how to carry yourself. So just briefly, I want to thank you so much for coming to this show. If you could shout out really quickly how we can connect with you on social media. Absolutely. The first thing is to go to my website, professionalmanner.com, and then also on Twitter. It, my handle is at ProManner, P-R-O-M-A-N-N-E-R. We ran out of time. How did we do that? <laughs> oh, my God. I asked the wrong question at the end. Woo, that was you did, and question. you know what? You the problem went I went off. And you know what? I didn't put you on speaker like I said I was going to do. I was going to put you on speaker so I could watch my clock. (laughs) And I didn't do it because at the beginning I heard reverb. I heard myself coming back delayed and it was distracting. So I took you off of speaker. Oh, man. That's all right. Don't be sorry. Listen, don't you know I was on the front the front end while you were on hold trying to figure out how to turn this how to get to the studio. So I was talking to myself for the first five minutes, like any moment now she's gonna join the conversation. So I'm hoping I can edit this. Okay. <laughs> This is my first show, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, Shelly. And I'm hoping you'll come on and do another segment with me. (laughs) I will, I will. I know this was good practice for both of us. And and you know what? it, It should have been on me because you asked me the question and I did not look at the time and I could have given you a very quick answer. It was not on you. I should have jumped in because I saw the thing and the the lady was saying 60 seconds. And I was like, I wish you had told me. I wish I had heard her. She didn't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I know know the hot button topic now. Oh, yeah. We can go. Yeah, we could go there. That 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 sounds like a thirty a thirty minute segment right there. And um, once again, thank you so much. You are such a sweetheart. I really really enjoyed this. Um, You're very welcome. 
I was screaming at the, I was like, I cannot believe this. Because I was literally <laughs> at the end of the call just talking to myself. And I can hear, I heard that too. I, I was like, that's why I text you on your phone. I'm like, I'm here. I'm on. <laughs> you I didn't know me. you couldn't tell. Yeah, I text you on oh, your phone. I goodness. said, I'm on. I'm live. You sure did. Yeah, I think well, it took me about five minutes to find out because this is the first time I'm logging on, you know, when the show is scheduled. So, yeah. Um, there's a little uh, a tab on the side, and it says studio, but it's all the way at the bottom, mind you. Why well, don't put that at the oh. top? I don't So, I finally I made it, made it down there, and I saw you were waiting. I was like, well, thank you, Lord. So, um, thank you so much for, for joining me for my first show. This is, I couldn't, well, I can't be a better person to be on my first show than you. So you have just Aww, made and I messed it up. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't mess nothing up. Had I been on the call at the right time, you would have still been able to do that and uh, get your, <laughs> your prompt in. But I spent the first five minutes of the call talking to myself. So you don't get to. Oh, that's all right. Well, you know what? I'm sure you can edit it and you can you can fix it up and and round it out at the end. In fact, if you want to, you can give my contact info at the end. So it's no big deal. I, I have to figure out how to do all that. See, you just went far ahead yeah. of me on the on the topic there. So I'm gonna have to yeah. look at you put you to the task. Um. Okay. So thank you, thank you, dear. You're uh, very welcome. I do well, have congratulations for having a radio show. <laughs> Look, it is a phenomenal experience, and yes. you know, by God, one day I'll actually get to go pro. And yeah, and, and real. Well, um, then you'll have to teach me. Once you get it down pat, then you can teach me. I'm about to take a class. I might have to tell you about that. Okay. <laughs> because there is a person who invited me to to join a network that he has, and he does classes, and he's a, a, a TV anchor. Oh, okay. Yes, my, yeah, he has classes all right. and all of them. So, um, but anyway, uh, I do have some more slots in March and April. All right. So think about some dates. My dates are Sundays. It'll be at the end of March, and then April is still open. So if there's any dates that you have there, that you like okay. to join me, let me know. All right. And then we I'm can thinking April is going to be better. You yeah, said April? I have a, yeah, because I have, um, well, let me see. Yeah, March, I've got a couple dates I'm going to be traveling. Ah, my friend just said, great show. <laughs> no, I told, I told a couple people, and I just got a text message. One of my friends said, great show. Oh, oh goodness. Listen, we will talk some more, and we'll figure out some other dates. I would love to come back. Thank so we'll you. Work it out. All I right, my dear. Right now. Thank you so much, Shelley. All righty. Love you. You take care. And we will talk again. You too. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.